0: Hi friends, it's Cheryl from Tutoring with Cheryl and um, I was just pondering this question and I thought I would bring it to the group and if anybody wants to add something in the comments and send me a message, I would love it. So my question is, what would life be like for you if you didn't feel confident as a reader or if you couldn't read? And this thought took me back to way, way back when I was in college. My uh, best friend um, and I went down to Florida. She stayed longer than I did. I had to bail on her because it wasn't a good situation for me. But here's what happened while I was down there. I needed a job. I walked all over looking for a job. I finally found one about a mile away um, at a little diner. And it was an an Italian family whose daughter spoke English, but the parents did not. And they ran, um, one side was like spaghetti and pizza, and then the other side was like deli sandwiches. So I would work both sides. Like earlier in the day, I would run the deli. And then later in the evening, I would wait the tables and serve the pizza and the spaghetti and stuff. And it was right on the... um, right on the coastline of Florida. And, um, so, so it, you know, it was kind of a touristy place, But the people that were in charge were non-English speakers, and they hired me. And I was not multilingual, and so I was like, I don't know Italian. And we had a real barrier as far as communication. So we just got to the point where I would just point at the menu, and they knew what to make. And I would show them how many numbers, and then if there wasn't supposed to be something on there, I would shake my head when I pointed so that they knew what the order actually was. So that was actually one of my very... First experience is waiting tables, uh, one that was not very good, but, but the people were so loving and so generous. And, um, I remember going back a number of years later, like five or six years later, my husband and I went down there. And we went to go find it and they had closed it. So I'm sure Sal and Enza had either retired or the family just decided that they were going to, you know, change their focus or whatever. But I just, I just think if you were a non reader, Living in a country where the language was different, or if you somehow managed to get through school or maybe you didn't finish school or maybe you came here from another country and you were not able to read, what would that be like, and the daily struggle that you would put that that it would um, create for you because I know i've even been in the grocery store before where somebody's standing there and they're saying i'm not a very good reader. do you think you could help me find whatever and i'm like, I'm like absolutely." show them their choices, ask them which one they want, help them put it in the cart. And that's just, I think, being a good citizen in general. That's what we do. We help our neighbor out. But the question still remains is what what would you do? Would you just rely on the generosity of other people or would you seek help? And I'm hoping that those people that would need the help would seek the help, whether it's an app to teach them how to read, like, or at least talk the language like Babel. Um, or if it would be, you know, looking for some sort of curriculum that could help them, or of course, a tutor like myself. And I, and I have to say, I don't know what I would do. I think, you know, being in the situation where I'm at, I would probably get some help from somebody. But that's not the case for everybody, and I just often wonder that. And then I've even been asked the question, do you teach adult readers? And I'm like, well, I haven't had the opportunity to, but yeah, absolutely, I would help a struggling adult reader. You know, there is something to be said for having um, you are literate enough to read a few things, but you're not literate enough to like sit down and read a novel, or you're not able to sit down and you know, sometimes there's people who can read enough to um, read a direction, but when they go to fill out a form, they don't know how, they don't, they don't have enough uh, language accessibility to do that. And so I have really been considering putting together a course for adult readers. And I really don't know what that would look like, but you know, you guys are my captive audience. And if you know somebody who is not um, a proficient adult reader and they're looking for help, make sure that they uh, reach out to me because I would, gladly entertain that because I know that the things that I do for younger children will also work for adults. And I think people would really appreciate that, especially if they are really stuck in a world of not being literate or not being literate enough. So that's um, that was kind of my thought for today. But what else have I been up to? I had a wonderful conversation um, with an aspiring tutor who was asking me questions and uh, wanting to know a little bit more about tutoring. She had had worn many hats in her life and um is a i believe she said she was a marketing expert and then had also done some work in um a, a public school as a a, a lower grade para, and she wants to teach, and she just had really great questions, and she had looked at my um, program, and she is working with some really incredible coaches right now, and you know, I don't know what she needs. I don't know if she wants to look at my self-paced course and go from there. Um, She's working with um, some people I really admire, so I think she's in good hands, but what my course does, and since I'm Brought that up. I'll tell you what my course does. I have a 12 module course that's self paced. And the reason I made it self paced is, um, I, I, I was just dipping my toes into this kind of coaching because I've had several people have reached out to me. Hey, Cheryl, can you help me? Hey, can you help me? And I'm just trying to tailor that to mid to fit the needs of the people that I'm working with. And of course it's a learning journey for me. I mean, like you have to really think about this when you are creating something from scratch, you have an idea in mind, but then you might not always hit the target. So, you know, it's always really important to, to be asking questions. Is this what, you know, is this something that you think would be helpful? And in her case, um, it probably will be. And I, I haven't looked to see if she hit the purchase button or not, but, The point simply is, is that my course takes you from, hey, I don't even know where to start to, hey, I at least have an idea. And I took my previous experiences and then my experience over my first year of getting started and I just documented it and I just showed the steps that I took to do the job. And, you know, now I've added some more tools, but I don't, I don't think that it would be appropriate for me to say, here's another tool, here's another tool, because, it would be so overwhelming for that beginning learner. They just need to really know the basics and that's what my course is. So um, I had a nice conversation with her about that and she was looking for um, science of reading materials and I curated a list for her there and shared that with her. And uh, yeah, there's just some tremendous things out there. But you know, it's like anything, you have to go out and you have to look for it. Um, I always think of the internet as this huge library and you might have an idea, but you haven't like, honed your idea down and you don't really know where to go to look. So you're walking in, there's all these books and you're thinking, well, I really like mysteries. So I need to find mysteries. But then you get into mysteries and you realize how many different types of mysteries there are. So there could be like a historical fiction type mystery that's set in historical time period, or there could be a romantic mystery, or there could be like a villain, like bad guy mystery where there's like violence, you know? So there's all kinds of mysteries that are out there. There could be a law mystery, whatever. The genre could go on and on. But you have to kind of sort through what's gonna work for you. Like you know you like mysteries, but then maybe you stumble into the um, let's say the nonfiction sections around the corner and like, oh, I didn't know nonfiction was, you know, a couple rows down here. I'm gonna go check that out. And then you buy the best selling um nonfiction book that's out there right now. I don't even have a title for you. So I'm just going to have you imagine it. Um, and, and you, you don't actually buy it. You, you rent it or you check it out and, um, you're like, Oh, Hey, I found something completely brand new and I like this better. And I, to, to, to bring this back to the tutoring, that's kind of how you are as a tutor. There's all this information out there and you think you might like something and then you suddenly find that you want to change gears. And that's really kind of what has happened to me over the last course of the last year and a half or so. Um, I really started to market for math and I really found it frustrating to teach math even though I'm really good at it uh, because when the kids are in different states, there's a different emphasis. Um, some some states are very common core, so they're showing like three or four opportunities to learn a specific strategy, well, I don't want to learn three or four for, you know, multiple grade levels. I just want to stick with the same, you know, the the general algori- algorithm, just the basic mathematical equations. And so it just becomes a little bit frustrating for me on my end, trying to, you know, find what's going to work for the child. So what I've really done with the kids that I'm working with right now is I am just really hitting basic facts. Like we're going to nail those basic facts. We're going to look at place value. We're going to build number sense. Um, we'll work on some Problem solving. And then at that point, they're going to outgrow me. And then I'm going to send them on to somebody else because I've just decided that, you know, that's where I find joy, showing them the absolute base, you know, just the basic things. But what I have found over the course of the last year and almost a half, That I love teaching reading. I mean, I I have done so much homework trying to just build my knowledge base on the science of reading. I've attended webinars and training sessions and I've purchased books and I've just really dove into it. And the, the linguistics of it all is just really interesting to me. And I think it's even made me a better reader, and I was a pretty good reader to start with. But to be able to take a non reader and turn them into a reader is just so fascinating to watch this happen and the joy on their faces, I gotta tell you. However, I did mention my little buddy down in Texas who was so excited about his math score. So, you know, I know I'm making a very positive impact uh, in the lives of the children that I am currently working with. So, that is definitely a bonus. Um, you know, I just love what. I do. Speaking of which, I'm just outside of um, getting set up for my evening sessions. So I'm going to keep this short, but I really want you to go back to that question and try to answer it. What if you really struggled with being literate in the society that you lived in? And what would you do? I mean, let's get rid of the money factor. Okay. Let's just say you had the money to take care of business. Would you rely on an app? Would you buy a book? Would you hire a somebody. And what do you think the the benefits of that, of all those would be? I mean, I'm not going to get into it right now because I'm ending this discussion, but that should give you some food for thought. All right. Well, I've got to run because I've got to go set up a few lessons before I meet with, actually tonight is my all girl night. So I'm going to be meeting with my little friends from all over the United States and having wonderful conversations about reading tonight. So make it a great day. And as always, keep the learning going.